On today's show, Ralph Gilles is not only the head designer for FCA, he's also a superhero. Geely drops a bombshell on Daimler and everyone's up in arms, and why Nissan realized the Leaf needed all new styling. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. And we start out today with a story that proves there's never a dull moment in the automotive industry. Geely dropped a bomb by announcing it is now the largest shareholder in Daimler, the parent company of Mercedes-Benz. Li Shu Fu is the guy who started Geely, and he's amassing an amazing automotive empire. Geely's portfolio now includes Volvo Car, Volvo Trucks, the sports car manufacturer Lotus, the Malaysian automaker Proton, London EV, which makes the London cabs, and Terrafuga, the American company designing flying cars. But buying 9.7% of Daimler is not going down well in Europe. Bloomberg reports that Daimler is trying to prevent him from getting a board seat because it competes against both Volvo car and Volvo truck. Also, Daimler has partnerships with Chinese automakers BAIC and BYD. You know, Li Shufu is an amazing guy. The 54-year-old was born dirt poor and still speaks like a country bumpkin. But he's putting together a powerful automotive conglomerate. Keep an eye on this guy, because we're going to be hearing a lot more about him. Besides Geely, the people at Daimler sure have their hands full. The German newspaper Bild reports that some Mercedes-Benz models were equipped with defeat devices similar like Volkswagen used. That's based on a U.S. Department of Justice investigation, which alleges the automaker developed several software programs that allows the engines to run clean, but only for a limited time before it would switch to the so-called dirty mode. It says investigators found another software function that detects when the car is being tested on a rolling road and then increases the amount of AdBlue into the SCR system. This could help explain why Mercedes announced last year that it would stop selling diesels in the U.S. Coming up next, yet another reason why Mercedes is going to be very concerned about Geely becoming its largest shareholder. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. We're learning more about Volvo's plans with its Polestar brand. Just as Toyota created Lexus, Polestar is going to be Volvo's luxury brand. It's going to launch the brand with the Polestar 1, a high-performance hybrid coupe with unmistakable Volvo design language. But after that, all the vehicles will be battery electrics and will not be styled to look like Volvos at all. Moreover, the Polestar brand will be sold in separate dealerships. In fact, existing Volvo dealers will not necessarily get the new franchise as Volvo seeks out the best of the best. And while most of the automotive world is moving away from body-on-frame vehicles, Nissan is showing off a new SUV called the Terra, which uses a body-on-frame. It's part of a push to increase light commercial vehicle sales more than 40% by 2022 and become a global leader in pickups and frame-based SUVs. Well, some are calling Ralph Gilles, the head of design at FCA, a hero. 
While he and his wife Doris were coming home from an event late last Sunday, they were the first ones to the, come to the scene of an accident. No one else was there, and they stopped to see what they could do. A drunk driver in a Ford Edge hit a Ford Fiesta head-on, and the people in the Fiesta were trapped inside. And as that was going on, a Buick LeSabre came along and plowed right into the Fiesta, pushing it into the edge, which then caught on fire. Thinking quickly, Gilles jumped in his Jeep Wrangler and pushed the burning edge away from the other cars. Unfortunately, the passenger of the Fiesta was later pronounced dead, but Gilles is credited with saving the life of the driver. Gilles said it was fortunate he was not driving his Dodge Challenger because he did not think it would have had the traction to push the burning car away. What a story. Coming up next, we'll take a look at why Nissan wanted to change the styling on the Leaf. I think it's safe to say the styling of the original Nissan Leaf is a bit quirky, but the new model is more mainstream. On AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by Christopher Reed, the VP of Engineering of the Nissan Leaf, and he talked about why the company made that decision. It's all about being mainstream, right? I think we chatted beforehand in the beginning here, which is like, you know, the, the original Leaf was cool. It was neat. It was kind of Well, you quirky. can say that. It was. Well, <laughs> I'll well, use it's, Jerome's It was a little word. geeky. It was it, a little it, geeky, I, but it was cool. There's a good, the uh, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but, you know, we were, we were looking for the uh, innovators or the early adopters, and we wanted to set it apart from the others. And at the same time, a lot of people looked at it kind of like, eh, not for me. And um, so we, we had, we, we, that was the intention of that car, and it was, had some fun with it. You know, with the, we'll so we say, got a picture of it up right now. We'll, Sorry, we'll say cool headlamps, but other people would say bug eyes, you yeah. know, whatever it would be. Right. But um, obviously different from the whole portfolio. Now, I mean, we were talking about being here three years ago, talking about Murano. At that time, we, we established some of these styling themes from the beginning, right? The V-motion grill, the boomerang headlamps, that kind of stuff, floating roof. That was the Murano. Now it's on a leaf. So we're kind of going mainstream, and we know that this is a step-by-step -step approach, right? So this is about getting the, the customer, everyone more comfortable and used to seeing EVs, used to talking about EVs, used to seeing one charging on the corner. So you're kind of, you know, range anxiety is going down, and, and as we talked, I mean, it's about, but value proposition is kind of going step-by-step -step at the same time. Isn't that a danger, though, going mainstream, that if someone, I mean, someone who buys this vehicle. I mean, don't they want their neighbor to know that they have an electric car? Well, you'd think so. I think, honestly, that's the 3% of the population that loves that, right? And so if you want to take it to the next level, you're going to have to get to the people that say, you know what, um, I just want to get in my car and go. And I want to have confidence that's going to get where I'm going. But you're right. And at the same time, we didn't forget about the EV loyalists, right? And, um, you know, we've got the signatures, you know, some of the blue accents on the car and, uh, and, and some of the name, name plating so that you, you, you still know it's an EV. But at the same time, um, that we we're try, trying to bring into the fold a little bit of the people who were... Um, you know, didn't want to be an early adopter, don't want to show off the EV-ness. And for a deeper dive into the all-new Nissan LEAF, you can watch that entire discussion right now on Autoline.tv or on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thank you for watching, and please join us again here tomorrow.